805 Live Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the 805 Live podcast where we pull back the curtain on the truths and myths of real estate here in the 805 and beyond. I am Sergio Gonzalez, your host, and I am with my co-host, Courtney Allen. Yes, hello. Good morning. Good morning. So this is our very first podcast. I'm super excited to launch this um, for our firm and for the community and for our listeners out there. Yep. And uh, so obviously, I think people are going to want to know who is Sergio Gonzalez and who is Courtney Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I am a a real estate agent and broker owner of a firm called SG Associates here in beautiful Westlake Village. And um, this is our fifth year here in the community. And I've been in the real estate industry for almost 20, well, I think I just hit 20 years now. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, so um, it's been a long time, and um, but five years here specifically in um, Westlake Village. So uh, why don't you share a little bit about your history? Me. So I'm Courtney. I am from Westlake Village. I am a musical theater actor, been living on the East Coast for eight years philadelphia and new york and came back here because of coronavirus (laughs) and officially living back here with my parents and i started two other podcasts and what i think is so cool about working with you sergio now is Uh, one you and my dad are super close yeah sure he loves you and i know nothing about real estate yeah so this is going to be such a huge learning experience for me. And yeah. also when the time comes that I do need to buy, All right. you'll be right here. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, I think we wanted to also have, like like you said, just different perspective mm-hmm. on, as we kind of go through some of these these truths and myths along the way um, from buying and selling and, um, you know, people things that people are hearing and reading on the news and you know, we have conversations almost obviously every day. Yeah. So I think there's, there needs to be some clarity given along each person's journey mm-hmm. um, because every, everybody's story is different, right? And so I think it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm super stoked. And since this is the first episode, the community sees your face. They know yeah. you. You are on social media all the time. But I actually want to know, how did you first get into real estate? Yeah, so it was, uh, I was actually started out in the entertainment industry. Um, I was, uh, my my dream job, right? My dream job was to be a cinematographer originally, right? So like behind the camera. Yeah. Um, And I was at Loyola Marymount University uh, studying film. and, Mm. and, um, And then I got an internship at Sony. Uh, as a production assistant Mm -hmm. and I got quickly kind of worked my way through there and they actually offered me an opportunity to join the lighting union right to be an electrician set lighting technician 
on some of the TV shows that were happening there. Mm-hmm. And, and then I kind of, my career kind of took off already in film and TV, right? I was cool. working on Spider-Man. I was working on, um, American pie. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, some major feature yeah. films. So, which was like, I mean, I was single, obviously I was like, I don't know, 22. Right. Right. Like life was awesome. And, and then I started hearing about real estate back then. And I was like, Hey, that sounds interesting. Um, and I got my, my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Is and that hard to get? Honestly, <laughs> cause I've heard different right. things. Okay. So like, honestly, that's one of the truths and, <laughs> and miss. All right, right. All right. Let's get to it. Honestly, unfortunately getting your real estate license is, is a, it's a low barrier of entry to get your real estate license. Right. I think, I think, um, over the years, I think people have compared, like, it's like, uh, car salesman mm-hmm. and then real estate agent, mm-hmm. like a license, right? Like as far as totem pole of, uh, of where you stack up. But I think we're now made it above car salesman, I think is, this is, is good. Yeah. So, this is good. so, um, is it hard to get your real estate license? No, it's not. Honestly, it's, uh, you're going to take these classes mm-hmm. that honestly teach you nothing. It's like getting a permit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. basically getting a permit, honestly. And it prepares you for nothing um, hmm. to actually do business in real estate. It's one of those jobs that it's hands on um, that you're going to learn from a mentor or uh, joining a team mm-hmm. or, you know, or having like some really just dumb luck, honestly. Like you have friends that, implicitly trust you as a new licensee that you don't know what you're doing right um and sometimes that sounds a little scary too you know like you're you're you are dealing with someone's largest uh, decision mm-hmm. right it's really gonna have a major impact on their life so yeah interesting so yeah it's not that hard oh, but good to know just in case yeah. like if i need if i want to like <laughs> so, that's good <laughs> yeah so so yeah so i got my license in 2001 mm-hmm. um i passed the first time and um and then I became, I, I left, I made a decision once I graduated, I switched my major to um, business finance because I was already working in the film industry. And I became a loan officer doing loans, residential loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got recruited to become an account executive uh, for, you know, back then countrywide, uh, Chase, um, Union Bank, okay. you know, uh, com- major financial institutions working with mortgage brokers to facilitate those loans. And, um, I did that for six years and then, you know, the, um, the crash started happening, banks started closing. Um, and then I transitioned to opening up my own mortgage company Mm -hmm. and we were licensed in 13 States. I managed 25 loan officers. And, uh, so we kind of rode that wave through that crash. Um, and then it wasn't until 2011 when we moved to Santa Barbara that I decided to make the switch to becoming a real estate agent. Interesting. Yeah. Why so. the switch? Um, well, the Dodd Frank Act uh, came into play okay. after the crash. Right, there were regulations because of you know um, all the lending that was happening. Right? right, like if you basically had a heartbeat, you got a loan. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think there was a story where someone's dog actually qualified to get a loan back what? then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they were, it was just like willy nilly lending. Right. There was like very little to verification of anything back then wow uh, yeah it was it was pretty pretty crazy yeah 
And so, and then with the appreciation was happening so fast, everybody was making money. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you buy a house and a month later it was worth, you know, 50 grand more and you hadn't done anything to it. And so people were just buying and selling and buying and selling. And because the banks were banking on appreciation as well, mm-hmm. um, and they were packaging up, you know, these mortgage-backed securities into the pool and just selling them, it, it was it was literally a time bomb waiting to explode and it happened. Wow. So that's interesting. There you have it. <laughs> wow. So for you got into real estate, did you work with a company first? Yeah. So being a new agent, like so there's two there there's there's two sides of of well, there's multiple sides of real estate, right? Like mm-hmm. that you can there's so many people involved in the transaction from the real estate agent to the lender to the escrow to the title to your inspectors. Um, there's numerous parties that are part of the transaction. So coming from the lending um, aspect of it and then moving over to the sales part of it, I never really had to deal with consumer, okay. right? Like the actual either home homeowner, mm-hmm. right? Or home buyer. Like I wasn't out showing homes or dealing with sellers on how to sell a house. So there was a steep learning curve for me when it came to how to have that dialogue and how to have that communication and and not have her having sold a house. Right. I, I was like, oh my God, I better choose a reputable company in the community who has the most signs out, um, who has a, a, a culture or a vibe that kind of matched you, you know, who, who I was, right. I think. And so I ended up at Prudential back then, which is now Berkshire Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was a struggle for sure in, in those first few months. Interesting. I feel like though for you, because you were in the film industry at first, I mean, you are a people person. Maybe, I mean, there probably are different ways to talk to buyers, which we will get Mm -hmm. into a later episode, but maybe, I feel like it maybe was easy for you in, I mean, yes, hard, but also easy at the same time. Well, I think, I think it's, you know, when you're, when you're starting something new, you always have these now, like your, your, your mind just starts filling with, with all these doubts, right? Like, yeah. what if they ask me, well, how many houses have you sold? Right. Um, you know, what, what do you, what do you know about my neighborhood? And, uh, I've never heard of you before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start, before anybody's even asked you those questions, honestly, right? And so you kind of start having this self doubt that um, that that kind of you know uh, takes over sometimes mm-hmm. of of taking action or um, or you know producing. So I think it, it was overcoming some of those mental um, block roadblocks of just like taking action, believing in yourself even when it's hard um, to keep pushing forward. Every industry, yeah. every single person should be <laughs> yeah, saying think, the exact I same think, thing. I like, think, obviously, whew. I think you, in, in what you, you know, your profession oh, yeah. is like a professional at rejection. Yes and no, depending on the day. Yeah. But yeah, you have to know as soon as you go into an audition, you probably won't get it. And it doesn't mean anything about your talent, but... Oh, that industry that I can get it to like an hour talking about that. Yeah. But do you remember your first um, space that you sold? Uh, first house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Santa Barbara. Okay. So I was told, hey, listings are king, number one, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to have a long lasting career in real estate. 
you you need to focus on listings because if you develop um, that business model that you are a a reliable uh, trustworthy agent that can manage the listing process mm-hmm. then it's kind of like a recurring um, revenue uh, stream because you'll develop a, a reputation within a specific area and like hey if I want to sell my house that's the go-to guy so you start kind of you want to work your way to getting the well I need to sell my house well I, I better just call Sergio right like right. it's a natural uh, thought to work with the local expert in your neighborhood so my first listing um, I started out calling expireds for those that don't know what an expired is Mm -hmm. it's people essentially that have hired an agent and over a period of time of that contract usually it's somewhere between three and six months um, sometimes even a year depending on the property Mm -hmm. and they don't sell the property right so they had this entire time to try and sell the property and it never did unfortunately so what happens then is that notification, we get a list of those properties every single day mm-hmm. from, you know, within the area uh, of properties that failed to sell for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. So you are supposed to reach out to these people and try to help find out, hey, what went wrong? You know, what what kind of feedback did you get on the house? Um, what kind of offers did you get? Did you get any offers? Right. Um, what were the showings like, you know, so all you kind of want to do a little discovery. So anyway, so I, that was my first, uh, that's where I cut my teeth on, on where I, the direction I was going to go, because literally these are people that already raised their hand that said, Hey, I want to sell my house. Right. I just need somebody to do it, to do it. I mean, I just want somebody to actually make it happen. So I was like, well, shoot, they, they already have said, they want to sell their house versus me trying to find people like, Hey, do you want to sell your house? Hey, do you want to sell your house? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want like these people are like, Hey, <laughs> sell my house. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's kind of the direction I went. So I remember, uh, I, I called this guy and he, he mentioned, Hey, yeah, my house didn't sell. Um, I don't know what happened. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be in the area. Why don't I come by, take a look at your house and, um, and see, you know, if it makes if it still makes sense to sell. Like mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't. Maybe life uh, happens. May, life happens, right? Yeah. Like it's not always because the agent didn't sell the house because of offers. I know I've talked to many people that have gotten offers, but life changes, right? Obviously, more so than now, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people that were trying to sell their house now that that because of COVID and whatnot, they're like, hey, you know what? Time out. I'm not moving anywhere. Yeah. So in any case, um, uh, this guy, uh, you know, he he was looking to downsize. Um, he didn't get any offers, and it was on the market for six months. And um, it was like when I went to go visit him, it was literally like an hour conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, from hey, I had cancer, and you know, um, I've got divorced. Like you really get to know these people that you know they they want to share with you their entire life story right and um and so that's i think that's kind of where the personal connection um gets developed Mm -hmm. is really listening understanding meeting people where they are um 
and not so much like, oh my God, I just want to get the listing. Can you please just, you know, right. sign the listing? I think it's really honestly uh, coming from a place of contribution. Like, honestly, if I couldn't help the guy, I would be like, hey, you know what? I can't help you. Gotta be honest. Right? Like, yeah. um, I can't help you. I'm not the right agent for you. Uh, it's not my expertise or whatever, because the last thing you want to do is, um, you know, over, over promise and, and not, not deliver. Right. Um, so in any case, he, he said, you know, uh, I never heard of you, you know, never. And so I, at that point I had to lean on my company, right? Like, well, you know, my company has been around forever. We have the most signs, we have the most sales and so on. And, um, and then he's like, well, you need to meet my, my wife. So I had to come back for another interview. Mm-hmm. So I showed up, she wasn't there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get the, the right. listing right because right. you always need both decision makers at the table or it's not happening did like, my parents uh, do that to you too uh you sold house. <laughs> i mean my mom my mom can yeah. be a little scary no so. <laughs> uh, i think i think you're we'll save that one for another one oh. but uh, that's that's a good story but i think um your dad called me over and then we set another appointment with your mom i of think course. i think that's how that went down mm-hmm. And so I showed up at this interview and the wife wasn't there. So I was like, oh my God, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, I'm three months in now, right. I'm three months in to uh, becoming a real estate agent. I have no deals. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm like, I got to make this happen. I got to figure out how this is going to go down. And so he's like, well, let me call her, see if she's going to make it or not. So he gets her on speakerphone. Hey, I'm here with Sergio, the agent that I told you about. And da, da, da. And she's like, well, do you like him? Do you think he's you know, a good guy? And he's like, yeah, I think he's, he's the one for us. I think he's really going to make it happen. And uh, she's like, okay, well, just sign the listing agreement. And I'll, si- you know, I'll just sign it later or whatnot. And, and that was my first listing. Wow. Uh, and it was, uh, I think it was like 800 and 20,000 or something like that you know it was in Santa Barbara so it was um but that was my first one I was like over the moon I still remember that day like what that feeling felt like you oh, know it felt good and like, it felt good great right? it was a it was a huge win it was a huge win because those are like expired listings are the hardest I think they're the hardest mm-hmm. uh to overcome mm-hmm. because you you are picking up someone else's mess off often time right uh, and the seller's upset and disappointed. Like it's not, it is not like they are super excited anymore about the, about getting their house ready to sell and, and moving and, you know, like having that type of excitement. They're more like, well, let's see how this goes. Right. Here we go again. Right. I gotta be inconvenienced. I gotta, you know, do it all over again. And here we are, right? Like here I am as my first listing. I'm like super pumped and super excited, right? But he's not, right? So, um, you definitely again have to match and set appropriate expectations and really take the time, I think, to understand, you know, what their frustrations were, what their disappointments were, and kind of also have to reignite that fire of hey where were you trying to go mm-hmm. you know like what is that does that does that still mean something to you would you still like to make that happen um and they're like yeah i really would all right well let's do it i mean i think you deserve it i think you should you know be closer to your family or wherever the case may be like i'm gonna make that happen for you and they're like okay okay 
That's you know? gutsy. Like yeah. that's super gutsy. So it's 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 uh it, it's it's gnarly for sure. Yeah. How long were you in Santa Barbara for? I was there for um five years. Okay. Uh, we lived there for five years. I wasn't an agent there for five years because I was still doing loans mm-hmm. when we first moved there for four of those years. And um it was the the last year that we were there that I made had made the switch to become a real estate agent. Cool. And then what brought you down to the 805 area? So, yeah, well, Santa Barbara is the 805, oh, for sure. wow. Hi. <laughs> I've been living on the East Coast for how many years? I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> so, so the 805 starts basically here in Westlake, mm-hmm. all the way up to um, San Luis Obispo, like Monterey up know. there. Yeah, so it's Santa Barbara County. Um, and um, it's funny. I'll tell you a funny story. So when I started... When I came to Westlake and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to start create a brand around the 805 and the love for around 805. Like if you we have 805 beer, we have 805 living, we have yeah. 805. Like there is a lot of um, there's a big community gathering or, you know, um, recognition around the 805. And so there's charities around 805. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing to be a, a part of. So I was like, you know what? I should really incorporate something around the 805 with our company and our brand and our message and and our our love and passion for the community so um we created a 805 life uh video series youtube series social media i trademarked it mm-hmm. uh, we now started a charity around it called 805 life so it's a it is a big part of who we are but what was funny is when we first moved to westlake i still had uh, my old 310 number from when I was doing loans for, you know, 10, 11 years. Right. So I've had that number for that long a period. And I was starting to produce, you know, social media and video. And I'm like, hey, 805 this and 805 that. And, da, da, da. and an agent re- messaged me. He's like, hey, dude, you're you're talking about all about 805. You might want to change your number to an 805 number. <laughs> I you would like, never think of I, that. I, I didn't, and I didn't think about it, honestly. I was like, holy smokes, you're right. And so I I created an 805 number mm-hmm. and then I forwarded my old 310 number to that number mm-hmm. for about almost two years just to make sure anybody who called me right. and I called back, I was like, hey, this is my new number or save this new number because I was like, man, that's 11 years. Like that was my Rolodex, right? Like yeah. if I lost like, that phone or, and that Rolodex was worth, you know, a lot of money, that number. So making that switch was a little scary, For but sure. uh, over time, right. I just kind of figured out how to make that happen and, and, and it worked out. So, wow. So how different is the real estate in Westlake versus Santa Barbara? Um, well, it, it is different. Different. It is different. <laughs> it for sure. It is different. Um, I think that, uh, the, culture in Santa Barbara is is very different right like we were living in LA for a long time um Marina Del Rey that's where I met Galen my wife in Malibu and whatnot so after I I graduated from Loyola I lived I just lived there like for a very long time so I'm like a city guy right um and then moving to Santa Barbara because we got married and we're starting our family it was like it definitely was a culture shock right so one was like when I became a realtor there, I was like, oh, well, I better look professional, right? I better right. I better be suited and booted kind of deal to like have people take me serious. 
and literally like i'm the only guy wearing a suit i had a feeling in santa barbara yeah right because it's santa barbara uh, it's like, santa you can wear sandals you can wear sandals yeah. i mean i don't think anybody was wearing sandals that was a realtor that i saw but, but <laughs> it was definitely scaled down right it was right. more um a, a casual business mm-hmm. type of deal right like super nice right like you know sport coat collared shirt and jeans and some trendy shoes and you know nice belt right yeah type of feel versus like i got a tie on i got you know slacks on mm-hmm. and, and so it definitely felt um it took me a little bit of like is this okay you know like right. <laughs> and and so i finally kind of came around to it for sure and then here in westlake moving here there's a huge golf uh community huge tennis community huge cycling community so it's it's more like all about the athletic um setting and but also very business like like you walk around westlake and there are people suited and booted you know ties everything like super professional and then the other aspect is like hey i'm you know i'm a cyclist i'm a golf you know i play golf i i'm tennis i'm a uh you know triathlete and you know it's a very healthy conscious type of culture i feel here mm-hmm. um than than anywhere else so which is so interesting because i feel the complete opposite about westlake i don't <laughs> really? know maybe because my age and like yeah. being in new york is such right. a different vibe and coming back here but also i've never really experienced westlake the way uh-huh. that I would like to experience it. Yeah. Because I would be here for what? A month? Right. Maybe like well, two I w- weeks? Well, I would tell you that as like someone your age, like how old are you now? 26. Okay, 26. Um, I would say like when if you're coming out of college and between your age and, th- and that, living in Westlake or the bubble as we call it, as, right? Yes, that is what we call like, it. Like it's a, it's a uh, bedroom community. Like, yeah. this is not there's no clubs here no right like or you know like i think we have one right what is it bogeys do you even count that as a club (laughs) i I don't even know if i'd count that Mm -hmm. as a club right Mm -hmm. so (laughs) like it's a go eat out at a nice restaurant have a few cocktails i think stonehouse is probably like the place to be personally i love stonehouse so um that is the highlight of of the town um so for someone like your age that's like you know coming from new york and like you can party all day and all night literally um, like it it, this is boring right yeah (laughs) like that's (laughs) That's what it is right like i remember growing up out out here when we moved out here when i was like uh 14 right 14 Mm -hmm. like middle school basically Mm -hmm. and it was boring like it was the mall like yeah. that was pretty much it, right? Yeah. Like there was no beach. Like we had the beach where I used to live and we'd go on the bike paths and there was like so much to do. And then we moved out here. I'm like, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, right? Like I know know why my parents did move us out here, right? It's like so safe, safe yeah. super safe place. Um, great family things to yes. do, right? Not like as a teenager or uh, well, now there's very much different, right? Like there's so yeah. many more things that were that are here now that weren't here when when I was that age. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we obviously now live here with my family, and it's like there's so much to do now here, mm-hmm. right? Like it's unbelievable. So there's like literally, it, I don't think it's a boring place from a family perspective anymore. I think right. it's like the best thing since you know sliced bread. 
True. No, I I loved growing up here. I loved going to the school. I loved you're like you said, it's so safe and the most beautiful houses are in this area as mm-hmm. well if you want to buy or sell. Yeah, I think there's a neighborhood for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um it's really what's your vibe? And um, obviously, what's your budget, you know, at the same time. Right. But um, it's a it's I think you got a mix of, you know, your custom homes, your track homes. I mean, at the end of the day, Westlake is a planned community development. Right. Like it's built out in the 60s, 70s. And uh, and so it's it's definitely a it was built by design. Mm -hmm. Right. And. I always tell people, if you want the 70s style homes, you're, you know, on one side of the 101. If you want the 80s and 90s yeah. style homes, you're on the other side of Seriously, the Seriously, though. That's basically what it comes down to for, yeah. for the most part. But there's certainly a flavor of everything for everybody from horse properties to custom estates to track homes to condos to, um, you know, whatever your flavor is for sure. Yeah. And how do you think your business has changed since being in Westlake? Um. You know, I think I went through the same uh, challenges that I was in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. but I think taking that experience and bringing it here was a little different, right? So I think that I, I quickly learned that it wasn't the company that clients were hiring, mm-hmm. right? I thought as a new agent, like I mentioned earlier, it was like, oh my God, like I need to really lean on my company. Right for that reputation and the number of sales and and honestly like after after had doing the transactions in santa barbara and how i was able to uh, uh, win the trust Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with the company it was it was me it was my my sincerity my commitment my passion my innovation my creativeness that i think i brought from the entertainment industry right yeah I think it was that creativeness and um, that energy that I brought to the conversations and, um, you know, built that trust and built the rapport and, and delivered certainty mm-hmm. to to the homeowners that I think that, oh, I, I know that's why I was successful. So when I moved here to Westlake, I said, you know what, I'm going to start my own company, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to start a company that nobody's heard of um with an agent that nobody's heard of and i'm gonna prove to agents and i'm gonna prove to everybody that it is not about what company you're with it is about who you are as a person Mm -hmm. what you stand for what you believe in what you're committed to um, bring as value to the marketplace to clients to the community that that's why people are gonna uh you know work want to work with you and trust you and hire you so I think that, um, you know, we've we've relatively been successful in completing that, not completing, it's ongoing, obviously, but achieving a level of success here in, you know, in a five year period, we're on our fifth year uh, here in, in now in Westlake. So which is so cool. And that's how it makes you so different. But yeah, I just think it's so cool. I mean, my dad talks <clears throat> about you every single day all the time because you have changed this industry during this time and over your five years. And it's just so cool that you've just made it so different. Yeah. I think that, <clears throat> I think that when I started here, which was, you know, 2015, right? right? Like 
you have agents like like Westlake Village is, is an old community, so you have a lot of older agents yes. in the area, yes. right? That they sold the lots that these houses were built on, mm-hmm. right? Like they sold the lots. Now they're selling the houses. Like where where do I come in? How do I fit in? Right. How am I going to compete with somebody who sold the dirt yeah. before they even sold the house and probably have sold each house in the area like five times over, you know, or three times over, whatever. Um, what is going to be my value proposition? What is going to be my angle you know, of attack, mm-hmm. you know, to build trust and build reputation. And so I had to quickly, number one, get my knowledge, yeah. right? I had to learn it to earn it first. So getting my knowledge of the area and the stats and and the trends mm-hmm. uh, was step number one. Then step number two for me was what is, how am I going to build a, a, a profile of authority? Right. Like, hey, Yes, I'm new to the area, but I know my I know my stuff. Right. And let me show you how I'm how I'm delivering that. So I think that's where our marketing really came into play through video and social media and design and um, print in a much um, beautiful, uh, well-designed way that really stood out against the 20 year veteran that is you know, doing the same old, same old because they're comfortable, right? right? I don't think anybody saw me coming when I was coming out with video back then, right? Like now everybody's doing video and here we are now doing podcasts and and stuff like that. But, you know, five years ago, honestly, nobody was still doing video. Nobody was really doing drones and stuff like that, right? Like when I was doing drones, it was like the hottest thing ever, right? Um, we launched a coming soon campaigns. People are like, what is that? Why, you know, why are you doing that? And, and so there was a lot of different just marketing styles and techniques that we were at the forefront of that I think really caught people's attention and eye and style and people, it was, I think it was definitely a wow factor for the community. And I think now you kind of see a lot of the, the agents kind of emulating that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we're always just continuing to, be one step ahead, I think, and, and continue to innovate for sure. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is going to be all about. Yeah. Learning about, oh gosh, everything that you need to know or want to know about real estate. Yeah. I think it's, you know, there's truths, there's myths, there's pitfalls, yeah. um, there's mistakes, right? I, I consider, you know, I pretty much just failed my way to success. Mm-hmm. I think is, you know, I tell people all the time, it's not it is not a straight line to success. It is a, you know, ups and downs and curves and U-turns and sideways. And that's a good way to put it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and you just have to fail your way forward as fast as you can. I think some people, um, take longer than others because they they hesitate. But I think if, if you're just committed to getting punched in the face every day and getting up and keep, keep going, <laughs> like that's honestly what it, what it's going to take. For sure. For sure. And can't wait for all the listeners to hear this first episode and to hear yeah. more wisdom from you. Yeah. And it's going to be a fun time. No, I think so. I'm super pumped about it. Thank you for being part of this. Yeah. I mean, it was like I randomly, you know, I was hoping you would do it. I think you're perfect for it. Thank you. Um, and uh, I think we're, we're going to we're going to take this to uh, an, an awesome level for sure. Yeah, I agree. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel 
Uh, you'll find all the links below. Follow us on Instagram. Yep. And uh, also ring the bell on our YouTube to get those notifications yes. as well, right? Gotta Still make sure. don't understand that, but <laughs> I don't get YouTube. I don't understand right. it. <laughs> so, and um, and um, what, what, I don't know where we're putting this yet, right, as far as distribution, but as, well, as soon as we do, we let you know, mm-hmm. be sure to, uh, to follow us there as well. So yeah. thanks again. Stay tuned for our next episode of 805 Live Podcast Series. See you later. Mm-hmm.